Do you want to lead us off? I know that you think you're better at it. I don't think I'm better at it so much as I think you're worse at it. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? I'm Billy. Hello, I'm Topher. And this is We Watched a Thing. And that was Billy's typical lengthy hello at the beginning of an episode. (laughs) I'm like a radio DJ. Hello. (laughs) How would you do it? I'd just say hello. Nah, mate. you got to put some pizzazz into it. We just say hi. (laughs) Get out the soundboard. (laughs) We should get a soundboard. We should not. I'm going to invest in one. (laughs) I will tell your wife where that money's gone. Look, here's a promise. Within our next 10 episodes, on one episode- We'll have a soundboard. I'm not going to tell you which episode, so I look forward to that. It will be our last episode. <laughs> anyway, how's your week been? Oh, nah, over it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you had to work late tonight, didn't you? I did. That sucks. Well, my week's been great. I've been off work for a long weekend celebrating, well, crying about turning 30. So that's been good. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel better for the day I've had knowing that you were crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did we watch this week? We definitely both saw Tully. And this is one of those times where I have been, like, hanging on to talk about it with you because it's been a long time since we've had a movie where I genuinely could not get a read on what you would have thought about it. I have no idea whether you loved this movie, hated this movie, felt in between about this movie, so can't wait to talk about it. Well, that's fun. Do you, I mean, do you want to put me in suspense? Do you want to start the discussion first or do you want to straight up tell me? No, I'm going to keep you in suspense for a while, I think. All right. So, so Tally, written by Diablo Cody, directed by Jason Reitman, the team behind Juno. And um, Young Adult, another good movie, and with Charlize Theron. I didn't see Young Adult. I wanted, I just, I wanted to. Yeah. I thought it looked good and I just missed it. Really good. So, what's Tully about, Billy? So, Tully is the story of a mother of three whose life has changed when her brother gives her a night nanny. Concise. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's surprising. I, I knew virtually nothing about this movie going in, but I kind of feel like it's this is a movie where it you wouldn't think it, but it is better to go into it not knowing about it, yep. I think. So, look, if you haven't seen Tully and you're interested, now would be the time to turn off because- we spoil shit. And it wouldn't occur to you that this is a film where that particularly matters. No, but I actually think it really does. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's all I'm going to say about the- Is there anything you'd like to add? No, no. I'm good. All right. Cool. And it stars, as we said, Charlize Theron, uh, Mackenzie Davis, Ron Livingston, and Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass, another very typical white man. Him and Ron Livingston could play brothers because they're just both so boring and white. <laughs> I was surprised that they did. They weren't the brothers. Mark Duplass plays Charlie's Theron's brother in this. But mm. at the beginning of the movie, she's pregnant. Then mad, she- mad pregnant. Heaps prego. Yeah. Then gives birth to her and her husband's third child. Yes. And we experience this as quite a taxing way to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> to have a baby and two primary school aged kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a kid, and I saw this with my fairly pregnant wife. Five minutes in the movie, I'm like, this was a fucking mistake. Both seeing the movie and having another kid. <laughs> Who would do this to themselves, you animal? <laughs> That's why I think, okay, we'll go. First thing I like about this film yeah. is how good it is at making you be like, oh my God, shut up. I was going to ask you, because I've read some people talking about the relatability of the film. And obviously, as a parent, you relate to it pretty easy. Did How did you feel about it? Did you relate to Marlo as much as you think a parent would? Oh, I imagine. 
imagine certainly not. But okay. I do find her a relatable character. Yeah, cool. But yeah. undoubtedly, it's a completely different experience for me as it is, say, your wife. Yeah, right. Yeah, because some of the stuff I was reading online was people saying, well, I was able to relate to it through thinking about my poor mother and, like, her having to put up with us as kids. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought, obviously, they did a good job then of making the film relatable to everybody. Mm. So, that was cool. And both the script and, and like, in execution- it can do it so quickly, like when she's trying to get the the shoes on her son before yeah. school, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, just just let her put the shoes on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny, you know. It's a short movie. It's only about an hour and a half, or just over, and yet they do a really, I think anyway, a really good job of not making things feel too rushed. Like the birth scene is quick. It's quick, and yet you know that it wasn't quick. Like, they did a really good- uh, The pacing and everything was really nice. Actually, I like the fact that, that we didn't do the whole minutes on end of, of screaming thing. Not because it's not- Yeah. Like, if, yeah, it's 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 real. And yeah. if you want to do this really, like, grounded film, then, yeah, for sure. Yeah. By all means, show that. But we have seen it a hundred times. I mean, everyone knows how a baby is born. You've either, you've either had a baby or you were a baby. You know? mm, I remember- well. I have an impeccable memory. <laughs> So, yeah, like, there's no need to show that, you know, in extreme detail. And also, for these two people, it's their third time around. So, to them, the way it's portrayed is almost like, oh, just just another day, you know. It's like, let's just go in, have this baby, get it done with. Having a baby again. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so, I did, I did like the- the characters in this film, and as I said, I, I found them relatable. I liked the execution and stuff. As a dad myself, I do get a little bit sick of the trope of the lazy husband. It's a thing that's done a lot in film and TV is that kind of the dad that's kind of not really present, leaves everything to the mom. And it's hard to complain about it in this movie because to a certain extent, that is the film. It's a large part of it. Without that character, the film isn't as- it doesn't work as well, but you do get a little but bit sick of being seen. You just that wanted to get in a not all men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. You know, like you know, and in sitcoms, that's a trope that's usually paired with the nagging wife, which I'm not a fan of either. But when you when you do one without the other, I think it comes off as even worse. Do, what, how do you feel about that? I was fine with it. I thought he was really well played. I mean, I love- Ever since Office Space, oh, I, I love everything he's in. He's yeah. just great. It is crucial for the movie. Without that, that, it doesn't work. And yeah, so it's crucial for the movie that he's that the heavy lifting is done by Marlowe. And also, like, let's face facts. Yeah, child, a- child rearing is, in general- That's true, yeah. The heavy lifting is done by mums. Yeah, for a this, lot of families day, out there, this is the reality of absolutely. the story. So, yeah. So, talking about Diablo Cody, yeah. who's- just a fantastic writer of dialogue. She'd oh, be yeah. right at the pointy end of my favourite writers, specifically of dialogue. Yeah, I mean, she peaked with Jennifer's body, but <laughs> she's, all, she's always hovering around that mark. As ever, it's unfair to compare anything to Jennifer's body. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is like, it's it's more naturalistic than Juno. Yeah, okay. But all still, right. like, you're still aware that It's still you're got watching. that pithy, you know, kind of, not West Wing, but that kind of very um, dialogue y, you know, very written. Yes, you're still certainly aware that you're watching a show. Yeah. As much of the film that is really rooted in reality, yeah, you're still definitely aware that 
you're watching a thing. Yeah, but I'm all right with it. She does such a great job of creating characters and having them come across quickly. You know, like you think of Alice and Janney in Juno. You know, like you look at her in, in this film, uh, Marlo's brother and sister-in-law, who are only in two scenes. And that first scene we see them is so wonderfully written. You know, like when when the sister-in-law is talking about being pregnant and she's like, oh, I remember the ninth month I could barely get to the gym. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so smart and funny. You're looking at poor Charlize who's like a whale, <laughs> you know, or things like when, you know, their kids are in the talent show. What's her talent? Pilates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you get an immediate sense of who these people are through only a couple of lines of dialogue. Yeah, for sure. And down to the casting as well. Like, it's so bang on. Yeah, I mean, do you think that there's award potential for Charlize already? Do you think we're too early or do you think this is a performance that will be remembered? Mm, no, I don't think- I don't think this is going to hang on through the year. Here's my prediction. No Oscars, but I think she'll at least be nominated for a Globe. Because they'll, I think they'll, they'll nominate her in, in the comedy. comedy. Yeah. Even though, I must say, genre-wise, I was surprised. Because I didn't know much about this movie, I was expecting something more similar to Juno or Young Adult, which leaned more towards the comedy. I was expecting a dramedy, but I thought this was much more straight-out drama. Do you agree? Yeah, there's funny moments for sure, but it's 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 real life. Stuff yeah. where you're like, Haha, yeah, that does happen. Yeah, speaking of Charlie's Theron, as as ever, she's just- I just couldn't love her anymore. Yeah. She's just the best. She's so good in this film at sagging. I don't mean in terms of she put on weight for the role. I yeah. just mean like in terms of her, her posture and stuff. Yeah. Like she- She looks like very the much of like a human. She's just slumped. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm, I'm done. I thought she did a great job in this. That, that, there's that wonderful scene where her kid spills water on her and she just pulls her top off and throws it on the ground and, and her daughter says, Mum, what happened to your body? What's, does she say what's wrong what, with- Yeah, maybe that's it, yeah. And it's like, you just you feel for this woman because she's just a, a regular person. The good know? thing about that line specifically for me is that it speaks to more than just the fact that this kid's like, well, hang on, that's not what mum looks like. Yeah. It's a bit broader than that because- this is not a side of, of motherhood yeah. that we see a lot of in film. Very rarely, yeah. More, more often, we, you know, it's bundles of joy. We, we don't get a lot of, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. could I just, could everyone shut up for five minutes kind of yeah. thing. It's as if, like, that's a bit taboo to just admit that, hey, sometimes it sucks. Yeah. And you know what I thought was wonderful? I feel like this does a really good job of, even though, like, it probably leans more towards- the negative side of motherhood, I feel like it still does a really good job of showing the beauty in it without being overtly like bundles of joy and stuff. You still you still get that sense that she really loves her children. You know, at the end of the day, she does love being a mother, even though like it shits her off. Yeah. When she's talking to Tully about her son and, yeah. and Tully says, what's he like? The first thing she says without even thinking is that he's great. Yeah. Yeah, and she genuinely means that. It's not like she's lying to the principal at school. You know, like she is very genuine in that moment. She- I love it. I love it when she loses her shit about <laughs> about him being called quirky. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I feel like what, what the audience say? as well is just like, could we stop calling him quirky? Yeah, he ne- like the kid needs some extra help. He's not just oh, you know, he's a little bit different. Yeah. Like, no, can we address the fact that? Yeah. This kid needs some more help. Which is, a, it's a real thing, you know, like, yeah, it needs to be addressed. But what is the exact line she says? It's something like, he's not a, he's not an unwashed girl playing a ukulele or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great. Yep. 
I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. So should we talk technical? Yeah, let's do it. I like the way the film's shot. Me too. Yeah, I was a big fan of the cinematography and the camera work and the visuals in general. Yeah, largely minimalist, which fits the story. Um, A lot of the film is set inside a house and there's a lot of use of practical lights in there. It's not glamorized because it's not meant to be. Yeah, and I feel like you- you know, unlike uh, I don't, I actually don't know whether this was shot in a real house or on a soundstage. Very well could have been, but unlike other things that are filmed on a soundstage, where you have the ability to do a lot of wide shots, a lot of this is right up close, which just really gives you that believability of the location. What did you think of the interspersements of uh, her her dreams of the mermaid? <laughs> they were terrible for me because because <laughs> so I saw this in the morning. Yeah, the night before. I wouldn't say I would regret the last bottle of wine <laughs> that was opened, but I was certainly aware of the last bottle of wine that <laughs> yeah, was opened. So yeah. I was running on a lot of coffee when I yeah, went okay. into this cinema. Yeah. Like 20 minutes in, I was like, okay, I need to pee. <laughs> and then just like there's this nonstop, not nonstop, but periodic mermaid sequences. I'm just like, oh, come on. So much water. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is not helping. <laughs> So that's all I could think of. <laughs> what did you, did you like them? Yeah, it, th- those were my first kind of clue that there was more to this movie than what we were initially seeing. So I get we're going to get there at some point. There is a huge twist in this film. Did you see that coming in any way? No, I didn't know that I was watching Fight Club. Did you know that there was a twist? I did not. So I wish that I'd been like you because I knew nothing about this movie except that. I did see someone tweet about enjoying it until the twist. And I was like, okay, so at some point there's a twist, which kept me a little bit more aware that I was looking for clues. So I didn't figure out exactly what the twist was until quite close to it. But I I kept coming up with guesses in my head. Yeah, right. Which did distract me a little bit. And so the mermaids, that was part of that where I was like, okay, there's a reason we're seeing this. This isn't just her having a dream of, you know, a tranquil ocean. We're seeing this for a reason. I wish I had seen it without knowing. And then I would like to watch it again now, knowing exactly what it is and see what I pick up. Yeah, how many spliced shots of penises are in there? (laughs) (laughs) Just guessing. Go full Tyler Durden. <laughs> Go Project Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. The twist in it is, yeah, it's it's out of left field for me because I yeah. didn't expect- I didn't know there was a twist and I wasn't expecting one. At what point did you go, oh, hold up? Like at what oh, point- Oh, it was close. It, like was it when her husband said that her maiden name is Tully? After no, that or before no, bef- that? before that. Right. But And I do think they did kind of pound it in a little bit too much. Well, it's funny that you say that because I saw it with my wife- 
And she didn't pick it up until we saw those shots of Charlize by herself. That was when the penny dropped for her. So even though it might it might be easy to say, oh, they pounded in too much, I do feel like it probably was necessary to an extent. You know, maybe not as much as they did, but because you're not expecting it at all, it, it does take you a second to process it and go, oh, oh, that's what's going on here. Yeah, because, yeah, I was expecting that to be this film about this relationship between these two women. And, of course, a lot of the film actually is about that. It is about that. You just don't know that it's the same person and this person's relationship and memory of who she was and who sometimes, and again, I like this about this film, that sometimes she wishes she still was that person. Yeah, yeah. Not not. Not most, like, in her core, she doesn't wish that. But there are times where she's like, oh, my God, could I just still be living in the city? Well, that's the thing, because, of course, Tully is the 26-year-old version of Charlize Theron. Here's a very interesting question for you, which I'm really curious to see your thoughts on this. At the start of the film, before when Charlize is pregnant, she's in a cafe and she sees her ex-girlfriend, who was her roommate at the age of Tully. Was that a hallucination as well? I'm 100% sure it was, oh, but I'm question. curious to see if anyone else has thoughts on this. I hadn't thought about it at all. See, because that woman looks young. That woman looks 26. I th- I mean, I agree that she looked younger than Charlize Theron, but I accepted that as Charlize Theron has two, has, almost has three aged, kids. Yeah. She doesn't. See, I am so sure that was a hallucination as well. That woman also says that she still lives in the same place. And yet, when Charlize goes there, she obviously doesn't, and Tully knows that she's not going to live there. That's a very good point. So, I feel like that was also a hallucination. Yeah, I think, which, you, I think you brought me around. Which begs the question to me of when did this start? How long- You know, because I guess you look at the movie and you say, okay, it's postpartum psychosis, which is quite a common thing, but that was before the baby was born. So, yeah. I just found that interesting because I'm so certain that was not real. Because did, did you notice as well that both Tully and that woman were wearing quite 90s outfits? It will shock you to hear that I don't spend that. That <laughs> clothes, sometimes, clothes sometimes go over my head a bit. Sometimes <laughs> I wear it works. I'll say, I'll be filming something. And they're like, what do you think about, you know, is does, does that tie work? And I'm like- <laughs> He's wearing a tie? I, 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 I'm trying to have an opinion about this and I just can't. Yeah, because I- um. I mean, it, it's hard because that kind of style has come back into fashion, but I was like, well, that's very odd clothing. Yeah, I thought she was just a hipster. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's come quite back into fashion. So, my other question for you, because again, surprising, I was surprised by this, but people are quite divided on this film. And a lot of the critique I see is that the twist is unnecessary. How do you feel about that? Do you think this movie would have worked without the twist? Well, you can make the film without a twist, but you're not making this film. Exactly. That's what I feel, too. I feel like that's that's what this film is. And, like, if Diablo Cody was like, I'm just going to- Because Diablo Cody, like, unlike when she wrote Juno, Diablo Cody is now a mum. Yeah. And so, if she just decided to write another film about the experience of motherhood- It would be like Juno 2. <laughs> and, and I, hell, it'd be getting my money. Oh, yeah. But it just- It wouldn't be this film. Yeah, I agree. To me, that that really makes this film. That's the whole message of this film is about that thinking about your youth compared to now, not necessarily idealising it, but thinking about it, it's gone, you know. And I don't think it would have worked as well if it was just a younger night nanny. So, going back to the, the lazy husband thing, I thought he was- Great in this movie, and as much as, as much as I like to rail against the trope, it, it did it did work. One of my favourite scenes was when Tully first shows up, 
and Marlo is like, this chick is kind of a bit fruity, goes upstairs and, you know, she says to her husband, oh, she's kind of weird. What's she like? She's weird. Yeah. And he goes, and should we should we leave, you know, the baby alone down there? And Tully's like, yeah, it'll be fine. He just, like, puts his headphones back on and keeps playing his yep. game. You know, like, yep. it, and that's why this film works, because if he went down and checked it out, he would discover, oh, there's no night nanny. <laughs> it's the way his performance goes that you just, you know, you believe, like, he's tired as well. And I, I like the fact that even though they've used that trope, Marlo doesn't resent him. She's not. She's not bitter at him for, you know, like she defends him and says like, oh, you know, he does the homework and he does this and that. It's a really real grounded relationship that they've displayed. I Like, I really like that character. Yeah. That because like he is sometimes like he's there, he's playing the PlayStation and you're like, dude, yeah. come on. She's going to fall over dead. Yeah. Get off the bed, dude. <laughs> but the film's better for it, I think. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Final question. It sounds pretty clear that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm definitely positive on it. I'm a, I'm a seven out of ten. Yeah, right. Typically, I'm an eight. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. If you want to figure out our scores, listen for listen for Tofers. Add one. You've got mine. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Not as good as Juno. Probably not as good as Young Adult either. I definitely recommend that you check that out. But a really solid film. And definitely, I, I think I'll probably see it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I like that. Like, and this is coming as not only a man, but a man who doesn't have any kids. It's refreshing for me, so let alone what it must be like for other people to see this side of parenting and a side of motherhood that is, for some reason, seems to be a bit taboo in yeah. film and television. Yeah. Um. So, more power to it from my perspective. Yeah, I mean, that's they showed a lot of things that, for some reason, are taboo. They showed breastfeeding, for example. They, I mean, they had a scene where Charlize was engorged and had to be literally milked by Tully. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. And it wasn't done in a comedic- Like, it wasn't done to poke fun at it. It was showing the realities of motherhood. And this is a thing that, yeah, it does happen. That is a real thing. And these things are taboo for- Why are they taboo? You know, like, it's it's a real thing that happens every day that millions of women have to go through. So, yeah, more power to it. I thought it was great. Mm, cool. Alrighty. So that's us. What are we getting to next week? Next week, we've got Deadpool 2. <laughs> I was just firing guns at Topher. It was frightening. <laughs> yeah. That's our soundboard for you. <laughs> yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting to that next week. Oh, and uh, quick plug. I'll be popping up on live stream for The Cure, being put together by the good people at Epic Film Guys. Uh, I'm going to be on there partaking in a bit of uh, movie trivia. Very cool. Very worthy event, so definitely check that out. Do you reckon you've got a shot at winning? Uh, well, I think it's going to be like 2 a.m. our time when I'm on there, so... <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah. But yeah, really really good cause. Uh, if you can check out live stream for The Cure or hit up Epic Film Guys uh, as they try and give cancer the finger. Definitely check that out. And while we're plugging stuff, this weekend I'll be recording a guest spot on the amazing movie reviews in 20 Qs with Sam and Stacey, which is a great show. Really funny. They are Kiwis, but you can forgive it. So uh, if you have any, the movie we'll be talking about is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minds. So if you've got any cool ideas for questions, hop on Twitter and tweet them up at movie reviews in. And yeah, hopefully that'll be coming out in the next week or so, but we'll keep you updated. 
if you want to get in contact with us, you can do that at wewatchathing.com or at wewatchathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wewatchathing. So hit us up. We're always there. And that's it. Catch us later. Bye, everyone. So I'm making it close to you. Well, it's too close to you. Now it's even. Now it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> I feel like our legs are so far I spread. know. Serious man spreading. We need a studio, mate. I know. All right.